What do I admire most about God? John said he hit on something right away. I, I think this is a difficult question. I mean, it's, it's like going to the grocery store and standing in front of the ice cream freezer and having to pick only one flavor. I mean, there's so many to choose from. And how can you go wrong? And quite frankly, today I might choose Grand Traverse cherry with chocolate. But another day I might choose butter pecan and toffee. You know, I mean, it's... You know what? I'm thankful God's that way. There are so many good things, it's hard to choose. And that's a good thing. So, since it's hard to choose only one thing, I may cheat and choose two. Well, sort of. Actually, what I want to talk to you about this morning is two different characteristics of God that I'm fascinated go together. Because they wouldn't be my first guess. First of all, I love the majesty of God. Especially spring and summer, I look at the creation of God and I just marvel at his majesty. Listen to what David said in Psalm 8. Lord, our Lord, how majestic is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory in the heavens. When I consider the heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have set in place, What is mankind that you are mindful of them, human beings that you care for them? So let me ask you, how many famous, important people do you know? Or maybe the question should be, how many famous, important people know you? When I was a freshman in college, I shook hands with Billy Graham. Back in the 90s, I went down to Black Mountain, North Carolina and worked on one of his radio stations. But I suspect if you sat down with Billy Graham and said, do you know Don Bod? He'd say, who? What kind of a weird name is that? In fact, I'm not sure he ever knew my name. Now, I don't say that to put Billy Graham down. I have a great deal of admiration for Billy Graham. He's done a great work for the Lord, and he's been a man of unquestionable integrity. But he's only human, and I cannot imagine how many people he's met and shook hands with in his lifetime. I certainly wouldn't expect him to remember them all. But you know what? My majestic God is not like that. My majestic God loves individuals. And that's the second thing I love about him. He involves himself in the details of our lives. Listen to Jesus' words when he was speaking to the crowd that had gathered on the mountainside for the Sermon on the Mount. This is towards the end of Matthew 6. Jesus said, And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow? They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. 
But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And Jesus is assuring us that God cares for even the temporary things of nature. Will he not surely care even more for us? Well, as you may know, my mother passed away earlier this year, and when she did, uh, we inherited the farm that's been in my family since 1885, and Artis and I will be the fourth generation of Bods to live in that farmhouse. So our summer is more than filled with details, getting ready, the farmhouse ready, and figuring out how we're going to move in there. So trust me, we need a God who cares about details. And in fact, just this week we saw his involvement. We wanted to get some new flooring for the kitchen and bathroom areas, and we inquired of the place where we were going to purchase it, and they said, well, we're really into August, you know, before we can get to you. But we have a job that the construction isn't ready for yet, so we could do you this week. That works. When such things like that happen, it's tempting to just say, boy, that was lucky, or that was fate, or that was good fortune. But I don't think so. I think it's a God thing. And you know what? I think I miss a lot of God things simply because I'm not looking for them. But they're there, and I expect that they'll continue to be there. Do, do I think this means that everything in my life is going to effortlessly fall into place? No. Definitely no. We've got way too much stuff to sort through and move and dispose of to think it's going to happen without effort. But I am confident that my majestic God will continue to involve himself in the details. And where necessary, he may alter our timetable and our path. And for that, I'm very thankful. Do you remember the description of worship that Shane gave us last week? Let me remind you. Worship expresses to God the admiration we feel for him and the submission we intend to offer him through whatever means are appropriate. So... Can I admire a majestic God who creates and sustains the universe? Absolutely. Can I submit to a God who cares for me by involving himself in the details of my life? Absolutely. So I worship this majestic, caring God. And I invite you to join me.